another episode Hello. of the Cheaters. No. Hello. Chico Nation. Chico Nation. Eh. Trying to come up with a eh. our, support, our supporter nicknames. Coders. Eh, cheaters. Eh, I like hackers. coders. Eh, coders was cool. I, the I'm coders? Not, I'm not anti-coders. But I, I do want... Cheat coders. We can do better. Yeah, I think we could do better. We could do better. We, we could do better. Cheat coders. It's, again, we want it, we're, we're trying to go one word recognition. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe we haven't done enough. Maybe. That the one word isn't coming to us yet. I don't want to call them goaters because they're not goats yet. I don't think I'm a goat. You guys are goats. I don't, they're, they're listening to become goats, so we're definitely not goat herders. That wouldn't be cool either. Mm. We're going to have to find a way to come up with our name for our community, <laughs> man, because you guys are you an smoke amazing. way too much weed. Put yeah, them in the comments. are an amazing community, though. Like, yeah. you know, they, I love them, man. They come back and they keep it entertaining, even the haters. Because there's a couple of them in there be coming to this live remark and, but they keep me on Aren't my toes. Aren't haters usually really fans that no, maybe they keep not. me on my toes, man. I love people think that I'm argumentative when we talk about the culture. But We're, debating. Love We're debating. We're yeah, debating. Moving the conversation. I love the conversation because that overthinker. keeps the culture going. I'm definitely yeah. an overthinker. Yeah. Definitely overanalyzer, all that stuff. That's why I don't smoke weed, because I'm an overthinker and yeah. I would just drive myself crazy. Does it calm you down or oh does it God, make you it, overthink yeah, more? If it doesn't, it, it helps slow down everything so that I can Focus on the task because got it. I'm constantly solving a lot of problems. Yes, you are. Like right now, I'm solving problems in my mind that have nothing to do with the show. But in the midst of that, <laughs> that's while real. I'm, while yeah. I'm looking at something, I'm always thinking of the. I think we talked about it a couple episodes. The processing, right? So when I see somebody and I meet somebody, I'm already going to in my mind what this person has to do to get a check. So my my like I've already moved five or six chess pieces ahead in the conversation, and I'm already acting like I know what the result is, mm. and I go into everything like that. Does that make any sense? Yes, and I love that you're talking about this because there's a million people out there watching this that do the same thing. Yeah, and you just told them that's normal. It and is. I love that because it so is very normal. normal. And and as I applaud it. I was telling my, my my nephew today. I said, listen, man, if you he's like, man, I've been getting up at like seven o'clock in the morning, and I don't know why. And I said, bro, that's that's a good trait to have. That yeah. means you got something to do. Yes. So instead of becoming numb to that and not embrace that feeling, make it become annoying, make it become a sound in your ear that makes you get up and get to it because that's what that's what discipline is. Discipline is doing what you know has to be done with nobody telling you. Exactly. And and that's when the world is quiet. You get so much more done. I sleep till the crack of nine personally because my quiet time is between midnight and three. Yeah. Like that's when I get most of my shit done. Yep. Yeah. I'm not as effective in the morning as I am. We pass late the baton because right when you're going and I'm picking it up. Yes. See? That's the great yes. organization. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. You guys got me. Had me froze for a second. I am ready to talk about our first topic: the Billboard charts, the different charts. Why do they matter? Do they matter? Why are artists focused on the Billboard charts? The Hot 100, the Hip Hop, the R&B, the Pop. I, I always thought that the Billboard charts were made for major labels. It's a way for people in glass offices to make sure that their staff are doing their job. Because as an indie, unless you're within the top 10, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't move the needle. So for my world, being on the charts doesn't necessarily signify or benefit at all. Mm -hmm. I get excited about digital radio tracker charts okay. because there's an indie chart for internet radio and I can see you know how the independents are doing at online radio I get excited by that but billboard charts nah unless I have a client at a major label they don't matter to me life's a competition bro life's a competition if you're not first you're last I think everybody tried to be number one in this business I think the billboard charts I think playlist charting I think 
position on playlist matters. I think position on the DRT matters. I think position on a mix show, a mix show matters. You can't get rotation without getting mix show in certain cities. So yeah, it does mm-hmm. matter. You can't get certain radio stations without having the you know moving the needle on one end. So does it matter? It matters. Uh, not only does it matter to the fans, because the fans. Once you get that Playboy Cardi style fan base and you can crack into the billboard, your fans are going to take you all the way to the top, mm-hmm. especially if you're able to build more fans. Is that these guys never intro- – the records these guys have introduced into that medium have excelled. The records they haven't haven't excelled because they don't have clean versions of them or they haven't gotten all the different elements to go to it. So do I think the charts matter? Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. charts, playlisting if, – if a website like Spinrilla has a chart – if a website like Audio Mac has a chart, if SoundCloud has a chart, iTunes has a chart, whenever you go to a website, it has a chart. Were you extremely satisfied or extremely dissatisfied? Rate your experience. You know what I mean? Everything is a competition, and that's why you're, you hate waiting in lines. So if there was I a way, tweet. I saw your tweet, you hate waiting in lines. <laughs> so if there was a way that you can avoid paying to wait in lines to get to the very front, it's not because you're bougie, it's not because you have zero patience to wait in line. Yeah, Correct. That's why I don't go to the post office. You want the best of everything. And I think that those charts are there for that, to remind us that we could be doing better. Some people will see those charts and see the system and the man perpetrating and all this extra (laughs) stuff. I see that chart and I understand what I'm up against. I see that chart and I'm able to go study game film. What do I mean by that? I'm able to, to reverse engineer the releases. If I'm number 49 on the chart and I got time, then I'm researching the other 48 records ahead of me to find out what, what they, they did, did right, what right. they did different, timing, platform, station, time, so forth and so on. So if you're on a chart, should you use it as a promotional tool? Ab-so-fucking-lutely. Curse jar. Curse jar. Dollar, sorry. Okay. Uh, I hate to change the mood and get a little airy. Let's talk about dead artists. Oh. And how well they do after they pass away. Is there a particular reason that, that that happens for artists after they pass away? They, Some of them, if they're newer, they blow up even more. Mm. Um, I know that's a topic that a lot of people rarely touch on. It's true. I, I, I think that there's a finite amount of material if somebody passes, except in the case of Tupac, who recorded 8 million songs before he died. I think sometimes people listen to the music to f- see if there's a, a secret in there, like what led up to the person passing. Did they talk about it? I think in a social media age, I think it's more of a a poor indicator of where we are as a society is that people took the time to take your passing to then grab your content and use your content for their applause. So, you know. What do you mean by that? Like somebody would grab Triple X since the show is dead. Well, let me go get one of his saddest songs and make a video to it because this is what everybody else is doing because I don't want to be left out of the loop. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hmm. So I think a lot of times. It's a flag that somebody waves. It's definitely a flag that somebody waves. Mm. Um, You know, if you're a legacy artist like a Tupac that had put out albums. Platinum Had a catalog. Had a catalog. Movies. So forth and so on, yeah. But, you know, you look at, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to disrespect anybody that's passed away, but Pop Smoke, you know, one album. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, the features that he's got are going to keep him streaming and keep him relevant until the, those features run out of relevancy. And then at which point he'll f- kindly fade away into the sunset. Mm. I don't know, bro. It's If you got fans 
you should, those are the type of fans you should be trying to build as an artist, that if you die, they're going to pick up your flag and wave it until they die. Mm. And very few artists invest in their following that way. And that's why people like Triple Extensacion have that type of following, because he invested in his fans. How do you feel about hologram performers? Like, do you think that Whitney Houston should be able to perform Tupac? Yeah. XXX? I think it's entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Especially with the, with, with the way the metaverse is coming that. up now and, and digital performances. I think Megan Thee Stallion has one where you can go and throw the Oculus on and you can go see her concert simultaneously in like 10 different states or something like that. So I definitely think that, you know, dead or alive, if your business was handled, and obviously those people were, then, you know, your estate's going to reap the benefit. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. I yes. put enough work into my brand and my image that yes. when I die, my kids, 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 kids can eat. Can eat mm-hmm. Young off, of a, off of a, you know, off of a Tupac performance or whatever it is. And I'm hoping that's the way it is. I hope they had their, their business set up that way. I know Lil Wayne's image is owned, so you can't, you can put out a poster with Lil Wayne's image, for example, without getting approval from somebody. Not Lil Wayne, mm. but the, the silhouette, the dread silhouette, the whole image, his whole image mm. is sold. Eminem's is as well. These guys sold their image, so you can't, you couldn't put a picture of them on anything without paying a licensing fee. Mm. That's wicked. So dead or alive, if you had enough business savvy to do that, I think you're, you're reaping the benefits of that. I think if you set up your business to do that, smart move. No. But and also, again, on the flip side, I think everybody wants to be involved in what's happening. And right now, celebrating death is a lot more popular than celebrating life. And that's why you wait till somebody dies to tell people how amazing they were to you and how, because it's a shame to talk bad on the dead. People ain't keeping it real, man. People are keeping it funky with whoever it is that's watching. Hmm. All right. Next question. Finder's fee for discovering artists. Is that a thing? If you find an artist and you create a situation for them, how do you protect yourself in that situation to get something out of it? You're a weasel if that's what you're doing. <sighs> I hate middlemen. You're a weasel. If that's what you're doing, if you have the ability to, to, if you've discovered somebody and you have the outlet to take them where they need to go, and the only reason you don't is because you can't get a percentage, you're a piece of shit, swear jar, give me $10. You're a piece of shit, a glorified, steaming, smiling piece of shit. Agreed. With a little emoji eyes looking like that. And a hat. <laughs> and a hat. And what a birthday hat. Is it common practice? Unfortunately, it is. Yes. Is, is it a standard practice? Unfortunately, it is. Yes. Is it fair? Fair is a place where they judge pigs. So understanding <laughs> that not everybody you meet or encounter on, this, on your path to, to success is going to want something from you. There are some people that genuinely don't want anything more than your success mm-hmm. because they are the torchbearer. By bringing you to the, to, to the toll to get across, then that just solidifies them to keep bringing more people to get across the bridge. You know what I mean? There are some people that are actually in this business to crown kings and queens, aside mm-hmm. from the three at the stable. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my issue with finder's mm-hmm. fees is that it then becomes about the money because it's usually a percentage. It's either a flat fee of like 25 grand or it's like 5% or 10%. And my problem with that is it no longer becomes about helping the artists get on the best label that can do the best job for them. It becomes about the money. So it's transactional. So it's transactional. So I'm going to help somebody get on XYZ label because they're willing to pay me 25000 as opposed to this other label where they'd be much better suited because they're only willing to give me five. And shame on the labels for not finding the artist. Shame on the labels for having to even tolerate finder's fees. Is that like a freelance bullshit. I would say. Yes. 
Yes, and shame on them for that. For contracting ARs. Yeah, because their job is to find talent. Right, the salaried employees at the label's Correct. job that are in the A&R department, it's their job to find Correct. talent. Correct. So for them to have to even go through a middle person is some bullshit, unless it's an attorney or someone like us that's going to negotiate the best deal possible for that artist, that's a different thing. And then I have a real issue, and I don't want to get started here, but <laughs> I have a real issue on people that find an artist, sign them to themselves, and then go do a deal with a label for themselves. Oh, like I know a, as exactly what you're talking about. And Ooh. that just drives me fucking nuts. You do too. You it's know just, what she's talking about. It's crazy to me. And it you happens know. so much. Like when 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 I when I found Eminem, there was never a moment where I thought, oh, I'm gonna sign Homeboy to me, or I'm gonna sign the Bass Brothers to me and then sign me to Interscope. Like what kind of bullshit is that? And that drives me nuts in this industry where you can bring absolutely nothing to the table, no money, no experience, no talent, no nothing, and insert yourself in the middle just to get a fucking check. Like, fuck that. Okay, I'm done. Because I know some people. Curse you. Because I know somebody. Or I was in a room when a deal got done 10 years ago, and I maintained and nurtured those relationships. Unfortunately, bro, welcome to the music business. Dude. You got to do... You got to do what's best for the artist. I mean, this is really about the artist. It's not about getting a deal. Getting a deal is not the goal. It's the start of a career. You know what I mean? Like getting somebody a deal isn't success. The real work begins once you, you get, get the, the record deal. deal. I think Agreed. most people that are on the music business side of the music business, not on the creator side, but on the music business side, I think far few of those people are versed enough to know what is in an artist's best interest. Agreed. To, to say, oh, I think this is good for you. This is not good for you. From a distributor standpoint. Agreed. To a fan standpoint. I don't think enough people are versed in how music is, how the music is made and shared versus how it's uploaded and monetized. I don't think enough people are versed in that to provide that so valuable information. Because like Wendy said, what the label does for you in comparison to what you have leverage to ask for, is, is a very big, wide gap. Very yes, big, wide gap. and they're gap. all different. Like, each label brings different value to the table. So if you're a street artist, there's a label that's better for you than if you're a pop artist. Correct. If you're a country artist, there are labels that are better suited for you than a label that's killing it in, in rap. In urban rap. You know? Yep. Dear Kingpin. <laughs> This is a question for me. Yes. yes. Oh, this that's is... where y'all fucked up at. Bitch got me a question. Now. All right, come on with it. Once a label <laughs> claims your profiles from YouTube and DSP. It's a rap, Jack. Can you claim Listen, them back? Bro, it's a fucking Rizap Jizak. <laughs> is it possible? It is a rap. It's gone forever. The label has to, the only way that the label, that the label will come off of that is if the label gives it to you. Mm. So when you look at an artist like. And do they and normally I, do so, that? No, they never there do we that. Go. There we go. But it's possible, but not never happening. It's correct? possible. Here's a fun fact that you people, the coders may not know. It Aha, is possible. Coders. It is possible to spontaneously <laughs> combust. There have been three documented in over the history Speak of time. Speak English for people who are a little, you know. Spontaneously combust. That since the history of time, there have been three people that have just blown up for no reason. It's possible, mm -hmm. but it's not probable. And I think when we start to accept and understand the difference between both of those words is mm. that, yes, anything is possible, but is it 
probable. What are the chances that it will happen? The chances that a label will relinquish ownership to a YouTube channel that's generating money that you don't know how to collect on is highly, 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 highly unlikely. You're more likely to win the lottery. Yeah. And I, and I was going to use this as an example. Is there's a legacy artist that just released a project. And when you go look at that legacy artist's YouTube channel, you understand that that artist's YouTube hasn't been updated. So if it hasn't been updated, when you go back to the DSPs, you'll notice that the merch bar is where they're selling their merchandise. But since the merch bar is how they're selling their merchandise there, the label did that to connect their merch bar to their YouTube so that they could use the only official channel that this legacy artist has that is not an official artist channel, that is not optimized, and does not have the merch bar. So it's like the label started the process but then didn't go through with it. So not only mm. is the artist not seeing all of the money that he can see, he's allowed the label to oversee it all. And because the label may not have anybody that's in top of that department or no interns care in advancing or nobody wants to do anything that's going to help anybody other than themselves, nobody's bothered to look into it. So the problem with a YouTube is that once you create your YouTube, the very first thing you should be doing is going through and verifying it with your phone number, number one. That's going to say that it's really you. Once you verify it with your phone number, you're going to want to go through and make, adjust the rest of your settings. Set your country language to English. Set your tags that are going to show up on every single video. Don't have a channel with no tags. And don't be slick. Don't Playboy Cardi, Lil Wayne, uh, Banana Republic, YouTube Rattle and Hum. No. Put hashtags relative to your content. Rap music, hip-hop, ATL rap. Mississippi hip hop, Mississippi rap, Mississippi live, Mississippi acapella, whatever it is, but put them relative to your platform so that you can start to target those people. You guys are, are losing the attention battle because you're fighting for attention from artists, for a fan base from an artist that already has captivated his fan base's attention. You're not going to steal that from them. So really, whoever's smartest and most aware wins. But there's also the there's also contractual situations to consider. If you're signed to a major label, you've probably signed a contract giving them the rights to and, and permission, your right? website. Yes, your yeah. website, your YouTube channel. Where where this becomes a factor in legacy artists is when every when you leave the label and everything comes back to you, you have to make sure that you go in and and bring everything back to you. Mm. You can't leave Epic and become independent and let Epic keep collecting on all of your income. Because they will collect. And this is where having Why those relationships they? is is going to be paramount. Because yes. if you went up there with a baseball bat and called everybody dumb fucks and all that shit, there's nobody at that building that's going to ever pick up the phone for you to make that call. Mm -hmm. But if you maintain those relationships and you were able to build and nourish that and kept... The business... They'll help you. They'll help they'll you. They'll help you. You'll be able to yes. walk in there. And that's why I say it's not probable. Yeah, of course it's possible, bro. But it's not probable. Yeah. Chico. Chico, great question. 